0: Hello and welcome to Episode 5 of the Staycation Summer Series and Exploration of New Brunswick. I'm Jenna Morton.
1: And I'm Tosh Taylor. Each week this summer, we're inviting a new guest to show and share their love for this province. And we
0: have been joined by some of the best local ambassadors from Sussex, tamir Miramichi to Bathurst, St. John. And now today, we have a fantastic guest with us to share another bit about their community.
1: We are going to head to one of New Brunswick's most incredible destinations, Campobello Island, with our virtual guide, Stephanie Anthony, one of the founders of the island's Sea Glass Festival. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Staycation Summer Series.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us.
1: We're really excited about this.
2: (laughs) Sea Glass is, as you can see here, my passion. (laughs) I filled my house, so I had to (laughs) expand.
1: You had to do something to show it off, obviously. Yeah.
2: Get other people down here to get some of that sea glass so I don't have to haul all of it home. Not a bad idea. <laughs> so, Stephanie, why don't we start things off with a little bit of a geography lesson?
1: Where exactly is Campobello Island and what's it like to live there?
2: We're one of the little sister islands Deer Island, Graham and Ann, and Campobello. And uh, we're the one that's connected by bridge to Lubeck, Maine. So we have an international bridge and an international park featuring the Roosevelt Cottage. And uh, so it's a little bit unique in that we, you know, especially during these times where our bridge and border made things a little more difficult, but it's a very small fishing community. We've got, you know, just scenery and beaches galore and just it's a beautiful place to grow up.
1: And a bunch of sea glass too, obviously.
2: A bunch of sea glass. <laughs> There are so many different kinds of beaches. Like if you're craving, like you want to do some rocking or some mud larking or some little fine, smooth gems, you just pick which corner of the island you're going to.
0: It's so fantastic. And I've been following along on Instagram, the Seaglass Festival account Thank you. and the finds that you share. Oh, my goodness. It's just like constantly just amazes me the pieces that wash ashore there.
2: And I started beachcombing, well, a little bit in my teens, but more in my early 20s. And mid 40s now, I'm finding better pieces now than when I started 20-some years ago. So it, it kind of, it doesn't get old. It gets more exciting as I get older.
1: Do you think that's fun, like, because you're learning more about it? So you, you start to learn, like, what is the, you know, kind of like the rare ones and what have you. Oh. I know my daughter found uh, some old pieces of pottery, and that's where I'm like, oh, I like like the broken dishes and stuff, right? Like, cause yes. to me, I'm like, oh, that must mean a shipwreck. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. A shipwreck or around here. I think um, people just, you know, threw their garbage off the wharves when they broke a dish off it went. And when I pick up a piece of that old pottery, like you say, I think, you know, I wonder whose place setting this was. Cause around here it's entirely possible. It was one of my ancestors <laughs> place settings that they threw off the wharf when, you know, Dad broke it by mistake or something, so, or maybe it was Eleanor Roosevelt's. That is, that's that's one of the
0: the key parts of Campobello Island that I think most people know about at least. Can you tell us a little bit more about the connection with Roosevelt?
2: He started coming here when he was just a really young boy. Um, his family owned a cottage here, and they just were part of that um, Boston and New York society that came. For the whole summer. They brought, you know, trunks and they came by train or ship and they brought, you know, help with them and, and the whole family. And then the dads kinda came up on the odd weekend when they could get away from the office kind of thing. And and Franklin Roosevelt just loved the island so much that he continued the tradition of staying on and brought his family here. And then they donated the buildings, you know, that were all part of that. There's, you know, a number of buildings, just perfectly preserved. Um, and made it into a park that we can all see and enjoy and, and nature trails and the whole nine yards there.
1: That's really cool. It's such, a, it's such a neat story for, you know, this little island in New Brunswick, which is amazing. And I know a lot of people probably, <clears throat> because you have the bridge to the States, a lot of people, I mm. think, are thinking that it's actually an American island, but it's not. I also have heard that a lot, a lot of Americans think it's <laughs> think it's theirs
2: too. <laughs> yes, and the park is absolutely international, but we are still in Canada. We have workers from both sides of the bridge that work there, and of course, you know, we're all families here on both sides of the bridge. We've intermarried and things over the years, and relied on one another. We share, you know, if our fire department needs help, and we're back and forth and stuff like that a lot. So it it is kind of like being in an international island, but nope, it's Canada, as we've found out. Really <laughs> definitively lately
1: (laughs) yeah 100% what are some other things that draw people to the island
2: I think a lot of um, whale watching bird watching stuff like that it's the the natural stuff here people aren't coming for you know neon signs and attractions and rides that's for sure but that being said kids have an amazing time here you know there's a wonderful provincial park and campground attached to the biggest beach on the island and, you know, things like that, they're, that's what's drawing people here. Just the ferry ride alone getting here. You know, you might see whales or seals and you're going by a huge whirlpool that's famous. And, you know, it's just an adventure even getting here, let alone once you get here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For anyone who hasn't been there before, can you tell us a little bit about that journey? What does it take to
2: get to Campobello Island this summer? it's not simple that's for sure (laughs) and it kind of makes it more worthwhile um that you know unless you have a reason to be coming through the bridge that's not an option right now so the ferry is the option and it really is the best option coming from canada um you pick up a ferry a different ferry from mainland and get to deer island and then you drive across deer island and get to the other end and take a smaller ferry to get to Campobello, and you know, it's it's not quick and it's not simple, but it's it's a beautiful drive, it's a beautiful ride, and you know, they let you off right at the beach where there's sea glass. So,
1: I mean, really, can you go wrong with that? You can't go wrong. <laughs> How long are the ferry rides?
2: They're you know less than a half an hour each. Okay, just yeah. just both there, right around there. It's not long, and it's you know on nice days, it's a beautiful trip. We had some. You know mainland errands to do last week and we went up and we picked the best day weather wise to do it and it was just flat calm and you know sunshine and birds and you can see that there's a big cruise ship docking at esport right now so that's kind of a a new tourist draw for us a new sight to see
1: (laughs) perfect okay so um what hidden gems are there to explore like i know that obviously you're big into sea glass which beach is your favorite or do you want to give up that secret because I know that beach glass comers don't like to share
2: <laughs> I do have a few favorite um of course some of the favorites are ones that are easily accessed by the public you kind of have to live here to get it or have a boat <laughs> a lot of my sea glass thing I have to take a boat to do to get to other beaches and uh but that being said Pollock Cove they have um a restaurant, cottages right there. Um, it's one of the uh, an easy access beach with a lot of good sea glass and a lot of the tourists. You know they find that readily because it's just at their doorstep when they're staying at Pollock Cove cottages and are eating at the restaurant right down there. Really nice spot. Sunsets, whales, sea glass, all in one spot. It's like a dream. I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the winter. <laughs> Although it is nice and quiet. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. Yeah, we did our best beach combing this year in March and April. Um, it was a quiet time in between fishing seasons and stuff like that. And uh, it, things, of course, were locked down a bit and nobody was here. So every beach we went to was absolutely empty. And, you know, it was good for the soul, really.
0: It is, it's a very meditative thing, I find. I think. So. Yeah. Walk the beach, looking for things. And then just, I, I love just holding them as you walk along. And th- yep. that idea of thinking of, who is connected to it and how the journey that this little item has gone through is just fascinating
2: and how it survived. Like I can't even wash dishes without breaking a glass. So how do these (laughs) things survive, you know, (laughs) decades, sometimes longer rolling around down there. I don't know. That's a really good point. Actually. I never thought of that. They must have made things but. better back then. Because <laughs> I still find like exactly. whole bottles and stuff. You know, you find the antique bottles and it's just, <laughs> how does that make it? <laughs> but I love the uh, the stoppers. You find a lot of stoppers. Yes. Which is something. Yes, I've got a handful right here, actually. Here's oh. a couple that we've found over the years. Two of no them way. It's brown. Yeah. We've got a few different colors. Oh, so cool. Oh, purple. <gasps> one's oh, a little bit purple compared oh. to the others and these like you say they were just stoppers for glass bottles you know before they had corks, and before we had screw off tops um this is how people kept their liquids from getting out <laughs> or maybe the fizz from getting out on certain bottles too and they just threw them i'm guessing because i find them all the time <laughs> unreal so <fascinating>. yeah oh. <laughs> and marbles we find a lot of marbles too And some of those, you know, some were maybe, maybe planted in more recent decades for people to find, (laughs) but some of them we find are are really well-washed and and really, like you say, tell a whole story if you could only figure it out.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they had a name on them or something, right? Exactly. (laughs)
2: Exactly. A little code to scan. We could just... Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jenna and I are both history buffs, Um, so I can just like, I can feel how cool it must be to be on the island and even just like weave your own tales of each piece Mm -hmm. of whatever is found or what's done but is there like a historic story or historic fact about the island that you love the most
2: it's hard to be you know a president liking it so much uh, (laughs) he's designated you know for us and enjoy and loved us all that is one of my favorite parts of Campobello Island, for sure. But it's the quiet moments, you know, the, the lighthouses um, and the stories they tell, for sure. You know, my mom can remember spending a night as a little girl with one of the little girls who lived at the lighthouse, you know, with the lighthouse keeper's family. And that was just such normal stuff. You know, my great-grandparents used to row my grandfather across in a Dory to school every morning from where they live. Like, it's it's that kind of history, like you say. And it's the local history and the fact that, you know, most of us are still here living somewhat those same ways and in those same traditions, you know. Um, they're all still heading off from the wharf each morning and, and things like that. So that's, that's what I love about here, I think.
0: When it comes to historical properties, uh, you've talked about the, the Roosevelt homes, mm-hmm. but there's some other well-known places as well on yeah. the island.
2: You got the Owen House, which is just a great, charming gem of a place. It's um, just a small portion, although it's huge, of what was originally the Owen homestead and hotel that they had here on the island. They were some of the original settlers and owners of the island, the Owens, over from England. And um, there's a lot of history there, and that's in the kind of the Welch Pool area, um, with our historic library that was built in 1898. Um, fundraised by some local women who started it in the corner of their living room. And, and they were determined to have a library building and they got it. <laughs> and uh, you know, stuff like, there's a lot of history, a lot of buildings. St. Anne's church is just a gorgeous piece of architecture on Campobello. it just amazes me every time I walk in.
1: Okay. So let's break it down. If someone's coming to visit you, where, where are you taking them to eat? Where are you taking them to spend the night? <laughs>
2: Things aren't all open here, and it's hard to pick just one place I because know, I, I have friends and family who work in all of them, you, you can pick <laughs> or I've worked more. in just, all of them.
1: That's fine. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's talk about all of them then.
2: <laughs> right now, we have two restaurants open. We have the Heron Cove Golf Course Restaurant, which is attached to the golf course, but it's a public restaurant. It's open every single day, even now, and uh, just you know, great food, takeout, whatever you want. And we also have a food truck open on the island that is a huge local favorite. That's uh, Vase Takeaway. So that right now are our two options. And we literally just swap back and forth. You know, my son asked me today, can you bring me some takeout to work? (laughs) So we just go back and forth between the two because they're both great. I am a sucker for a food truck. I love food trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely good local fill you up food. For places to stay, we've got both motels open right now, and we have, oh, I would say probably half a dozen or more charming little cottages, Airbnb spots, stuff like that. Um, The Owen Host is not going to be open this summer. That's a bed and breakfast. They've decided just to wait and see, but there are enough places, including the campground, which is huge, clean, and so much fun um, to stay that, you know, families or couples, there's something for everyone. Fantastic. That's, it,
0: it's my, my hope to get there this summer.
2: <laughs> I hope you do. And if That's you can our... please <laughs> message me and I'll tell you some more good spots to check out. <laughs> We're That's
1: all the extra sea glasses. Well. <laughs> She'll lend <laughs> you her rowboat so you can get to those secret beaches, I think.
2: <laughs> right on.
1: I want to know before we let you go, because we are running out of time. I just want to ask you what makes you so proud to be a New Brunswicker and an Islander?
2: You can't deny we have done amazingly well in these times. We have, and part of that is, you know, we're the last to get anything, so we've had a chance to really see how things are going. We've also really drawn together, which I've seen happen over and over again. You know, we are small communities here in the Maritimes, but we're really close. You know, whether it's the whole Atlantic bubble or just our own province, you know, we we have a lot of resources. We have a lot of love. You know, I'm very proud to be a New Brunswicker and and a canadian
1: <laughs> me too absolutely well i want to thank you for your time and again we need to tell people about your sea glass festival so how yes. can people like jenna said she's following you on instagram let's give everybody your handle so that they can start following too
2: this is still the first year last year was our soft opening and we've got instagram and facebook pages where we post pictures drool worthy content as often as possible um, we're having a kind of modified Sea Glass Festival this year. It's free, as was last year. Instead of one weekend, we're going to spread it out over the whole month of September with no actual gatherings, no groups or whatever, no um, hands on stuff. So it's just we're inviting people to come message the page for tips and hints. We're going to put on a map for the whole month of September with some uh, <coughs> special spots and we're just going to make a, a big, long, extended party out of it. Nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> and if anyone does come to the island, you know, during that month of September or before, they are absolutely welcome and free to message us with any questions, you know, where to find or how to get into different places. We're, we're happy to help.
0: Fantastic. It's a, you can feel the the warm, welcoming vibe already, which you don't. Always get from an island community.
2: We try really (laughs) hard I say that as one who
0: grew up on an island.
2: (laughs) Which island did you grow up on? I I
0: grew up in Cape Breton Island, on Bullindree Island within Cape Breton Island. So you're back there.
2: (laughs) We have our annual Fog Fest coming up in just a couple of weeks. We're on year number eight, and that's free as always. And going to be half and half online this year. So. Everyone should keep an eye on that too because we're going to have a lot of content that people normally wouldn't be able to see unless they came here for it. So keep an eye on the Campobello Fog Fest page because there will be live performances and streaming and stuff like that very soon.
1: Well, I'm excited to get over there. I think Jenna's probably going to beat me over there because they're already making their plans, but (laughs) (laughs) I I have the rest of my life to discover this province, and I am super excited to make that a part of it. So uh, again, Stephanie, thank you so much for spending your time with us today, teaching us about your beautiful island, how to get there, and the fact that it is definitely a Canadian island.
2: (laughs) It's definitely worth the hassle. (laughs) Camobello, worth the hassle your theme. That's That's fantastic. Thanks again. Thank you guys.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of our Staycation Summer Series. We have new episodes each Friday through the summer 2020. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss any. Have a hidden gem or a favorite New Brunswick spot you'd love to share with an audience? Let us know. Head on over to Pickle Planet Moncton's website and send us an email or find us on all of our social channels. The Pickle Planet Podcast Staycation Summer Series is produced at the Podcast Hub. Check us out if you want to make your podcast dreams a reality.